Welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ, and in this episode, I talk to Molly Harrigan about all things yoga, the health benefits, the therapeutic benefits, how yoga helps people with the stresses and pressures of modern day living, the importance and amazing power of just being present and in the moment, and why we must be responsible for our own happiness. Coming up right now on Spirit Pig. Enjoy. Hi guys, uh, I'm really excited here. We've got Molly Harrigan uh, today and uh, she's calling in from uh, an internet cafe so we're going to see how good the internet uh, works today. I'm, uh, so far, so good. So we've got our fingers crossed. Uh, Molly, uh, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Molly Harrigan is one of the UK's top Jiva Mukti yoga teachers. I think I pronounced that right. I was practicing earlier. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got the phonetical uh, spelling out on the internet. Uh, she's currently teaching at a range of studios all over London taught around the globe, Bali, Australia, India, and is the brand ambassador for the international yoga store, Lululemon. Uh, and yeah, basically, last but not least, she's just a cool girl, and so I thought she'd be an amazing person to get on the show. Molly, welcome. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Do you like your intro? <laughs> Loved it, yeah. Pick me up. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and well done, Jiva Mukti. That's perfect pronunciation. Thank you. I thought also, as, as well as um, checking the phonetical um, pronunciation, I actually, in preparation for this interview, it wasn't one of your ones, unfortunately, but I actually went to my very first yoga class on Monday. I thought, Yay, let's get well in the right, done. let's get, get in the, the right mind, body, spirit uh, for it. So at least uh, I know a little bit more about it. But um, how did you find it? I, I really enjoyed it. It was it's a bit different to what I thought. Um, I um, yes, yeah, and I, I think I'd done it like once or twice, once or something in, in like you know, friend just in the garden trying to like show us some stretches on like a summer holiday but it was the first like proper one I got given a mat um, oh good <laughs> and yeah I, I think I got a bit arrogant as in like I, I obviously I mean I, I couldn't really do anything but I was every time she mentioned something she goes oh this is for like the more immediate like the intermediate or advanced people I was like no screw it I'm gonna try and do it so, <laughs> everyone tra- does no one wants to go to the basic level no one wants to use the props it's it's just what we're like the uh yeah the, <laughs> is the headstand and the bridge I could do those ones the one that really messed like really just couldn't do was one called like the crow and it was you were like uh balancing on the arms yeah it, was, it will yeah, come it will, it will come. come so next t- next time maybe we'll get you on in the future and I'll, I'll be doing a crow by then oh yeah we'll get you doing a crow <laughs> <laughs> um basically i just w- maybe want to start off by saying like w- w- why do you think yoga i mean because it's, it's basically taking the world by storm at the moment why is it suddenly become like such a huge phenomenon is this like a sort of a cry out that people are suddenly looking like more like spiritually minded or is this like a health thing or like where do you think that's going like why is there such this huge yoga movement well yeah so we've got to remember it's always been there it's thousands and thousands of years old it's a whole system and the west kind of just seemed to take it as a physical system which is the asana practice um but also mindfulness meditation is starting to get more popular uh pranayama breathing is is not as popular yet but i'm sure it will be um, I think probably just the the quick pace society that we now live in, like the the way that we um, communicate through technology, everything's becoming a, dis, a bit disconnected, especially from nature. So when you're moving into kind of the modern world, you feel very alien from your own body. You feel very alien from other people. And this is a whole system that kind of returns you back to the basic fundamentals of your breath, of your body. Um, and then and then 
gives you an awareness to take around you off the mat and to life around you. So it's it's really useful to help um, modern day living, basically. Fantastic. So you've you've um, what, what are some of the sort of the tangible benefits that you've you know both experienced yourself as a yoga instructor and also because you teach people, you probably you know clients of yours or you know that, what are some of the benefits that you've that you've seen? One of some of the obvious ones. Well, because obviously, so this is what's great. It's a holistic practice. Okay, so it's like you said, mind, body, soul. So beginning when I first practiced, immediately I recognized massive health benefits. I literally never get ill anymore with flu or or I used to get tonsillitis once every month or something. (laughs) Um, So that's gone. Uh, You get an immediate um, kind of buzz after yoga class, like a yoga high. Um, It's, yeah, for the health system, if you look it up, literally it kind of stimulates every gland in the body. It gets all the hormones rebalanced. It's cleansing out the organs. So from a long-term health benefit, it's incredible. You're starting to breathe and use the breath a lot more as well, taking oxygen around the body. Um, so, yeah, people go after class just feeling really good, really limber, really strong. They kind of get a confidence through that strength. Um, but obviously it depends how you're practicing. But what what it's meant to be is a moving meditation. So... After the physical practice, you should feel um, a lot more in the present moment, a lot more aware. And, and this, this can, at the beginning, it can be a bit funny because you start to be a bit hyper aware of everything and maybe a bit like judgmental on yourself. And, um, but that kind of with your practice, that smooths out eventually as well. So I think it's really good for stress as well. It slows down your, your frequency, gets you back in touch with our natural rhythm rather than, you know, live, waking up in the dark going to bed you know whatever time of day like usually really late people looking at computer screens before they go to bed this is just kind of slowing things down getting the adrenaline low and bringing people back to themselves really amazing and because you mentioned there about obviously the obvious health benefits and like you know obviously physically it's you know hugely beneficial and you know i'm sure there's this huge amount of just like research and science backing this up it's not even you know this is you know it's that's you know you know, no one can argue about that. But have you have you noticed sort of any other benefits? You mentioned the stress thing, but in the rest of your life, like work, relationships, confidence, does this, you know, does is this like a ripple effect? You know, in all parts of life, or is it more? Yeah, definitely. Health? And what? Yeah, what I didn't mention as well. So obviously, we've got the the mind going on. It can it can really really deal um, with stress, and it can it, it just brings you into the present moment. So off the mat. You're, you're really more aware of taking opportunities as they come, of letting things go when they're not working out. Um, so that's just how to kind of manage your life. Very useful. Also, uh, the type of yoga I do, we have an intention at the beginning of practice, which is usually a higher intention. It's not a religion, so this is completely personal to you. It can be about um, you know, care, you know, caring for someone who's ill in your life or someone that you have got this kind of, um, well, you need to forgive or, so it can be quite a, a quite a, a like, um, psychotherapeutic act because you kind of give up your class to someone else. And it's, it's that, that can then help you deal with a lot of motions going on through the physical body. So it's a different way from therapy. Okay. That I've noticed really, really, um, I wasn't expecting when I found yoga, but that has really helped. Amazing. And you've, you've, I think that, that idea of, so that intention and what, because it's, you're making it 
about something which is bigger than yourself that does that help you get out of the ego help you get out of this um this i know because often we've i don't know by having that higher purpose or something i i don't know maybe i'm just no 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 you're absolutely right a hundred percent so yeah yoga um sometimes can be like destroying the ego (laughs) and giving the ego a really bad name um but it's just for anyone who doesn't um know what, what what do you mean by the ego the ego, um, so that's another, it's kind of, it's your, your self, but it's your temporary self. So it's your, um, kind of personality. It can be your, you know, your shape that you're taking at that time It's the small individual self. And then in yoga, they talk of the higher self, which is something that is eternal. It's in all of us. And that is still kind of there when we die. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the ego is kind of ruling our culture at the moment everyone's kind of out there's an individualistic culture you know a lot of team effort world effort has got kind of lost so the yoga practices first of all it does actually return you to the earth you you start to think about your footprint on the earth and how you're treating the earth as a also kind of as a person as a mother which is really interesting Um, and it does this quite naturally it's not people kind of being dogmatic you just start to have a deeper awareness of it and of nature, um, and then yeah, this this higher intention. There's a, there's a lot about um, yeah, giving up your practice for others, or you know, there's there's lots of um, kind of groups that will come together and have a joint communal intention. And when you're working with that behind your breath and in your physical body, it's quite um, personal and it's quite intimate. And the whole point is about changing the world from within first. So you start working on this on, first of all, recognizing. So as the, if you see the world through the lens of the ego, which we kind of need at times, um, but if you just see it through the lens of the ego, you're, you're separating yourself and you've got this huge veil of separateness around. Whereas if you start to, with the yogic belief, it talks energetically about seeing the lens through seven chakras, so a balance between these seven windows, you start to see that you're, we're all one anyway. So all that kind of stress we've had about beating each other and you know, trying to get that promotion or uh, trying to get that, that wife or that husband uh, is all not necessary because we're all kind of made up out of, of the same stuff. And it must be quite a once, – once you realize that, I think it must be quite a comforting feeling as well because this idea that we are all this individuals or egos, like – I think that's a lot, probably a lot lonelier than actually realizing that, you know, we are this one, you know, breathing organism, you know, and I, I guess when you start talking like that, it, it sounds a little bit like we are hippie, but actually, I know, I, I know. know, but then it's just, it's, 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 yeah, it sounds completely esoteric, but it's science, you know, yeah. it's, it's atoms, it's molecules. We're just, we're just seeing things as separate, but we're all, if you break it down to the smallest part, we're all made out of the same stuff. Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah like, I love that. Um, and Jivamukti itself, that, that means, um, it means liberation while living. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. What, yeah. what, what is this idea of it? I mean, was, was that what you were just discussing or is this, what does this idea of liberation while living mean? Yeah. So this, this, I mean, I'm sure it can be taken in, in loads of different kind of, um, contexts and people can translate it to mean lots of different things, but it's basically, um, taking the practices off the mat and, um, I take it to mean 
you know, you don't have to go off into a cave somewhere in the Himalayas and do these practices. These, these are so important to do every single day. So whatever you learn on your mat, you're bringing off the mat into your life, which you don't, you know, you don't, you don't have to be a complete crazy, yeah, yogi living in a cave. You, you can still live a normal life and put these practices in place. And um, you're right, yeah, basically it means you're liberated from that idea that we are only just one person and we are only the ego and we have all these limitations and actually it's starting to recognize the, the kind of the, the opportunity that the whole, whole of us have together if we start to realize that we are made up out of the same stuff and we start to uh, basically live and act for others rather than ourselves. That's awesome, yeah, and I love that. Um, and th th this idea of um, just taking it like slightly down the route of like, you know, happiness and, and, and stress and unhappiness, like most of our unhappiness, I mean, I, I've been reading a book, I'm sure you, I don't know if you read it or not, you know, The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Um, yeah. And, being, and then also, but when I was actually just spending some time reading about Jiva Mukti and stuff like that, a lot of it comes back to um, this idea of actually like, presence and you know being present like, in the moment like because a lot of our unhappiness comes from either stressing about the past or worrying or projecting like fears onto the future like why why is being present so so important because it's actually the only thing that exists and it's this um basically we we are creatures of habit we love the idea of of repeating past actions or to think that we're stuck in this in this personality or this idea of ourselves as the ego and we're missing all this chance to transform as a whole. So every single moment is an opportunity to reach out to others, to connect, to um, do basically what your heart knows, to, to go back to that instinctual way of acting. But we can block ourselves sometimes by, by pigeonholing us from, from stuff that's happened from the past or from what culture we've grown up in or what family we've been born into. And it's about saying that, okay, maybe that, that's what's happened, but each moment is a, is a moment to, to live in the here and now and a, a chance to connect to others. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> um, and, um, but it does take practice. Yeah, that's, no, it that's is. the whole As point. In, it, was... really, it really, really takes practice to do it, I know, to be easy. able to be there. It's quite funny because um, the, the, the last month, like, um, I've just been just unbelievably, like, heady, heady, heady. Like, there's been, like, just constant, like, just thoughts racing. Like, and I, saw, I saw you, like, a week, a week or two ago, and it was, um, like, crazy. My head's just been, like, just running, running, running wild. And, I mean, it's just every time you realise, actually, you're not 100% happy or I've been, um, you know, I'm getting upset or worked off about something, like, without a shadow of doubt, I'm always either, like, reliving something which I'm not happy with, like, just previously, or I'm projecting or getting stressed about something in the future. And then every time I've, I've worked, like, you know, just been actually really just enjoying myself and being really in the moment, you know, it's, like, an amazing day, you're in nature, or even if I'm just working, but I'm just really engaged and just, like, every single step, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm just having such a good time. And then the day is just going, like, seamlessly, I'm having a good time. And it's, yeah. you know, it's been because, you know, I've actually been totally present, totally engaged. And then suddenly I start to get a bit like frustrated or something. And, you know, I actually have to keep on checking back on myself because it's always I'm either in the past or in, in living in the future. Um, yeah. And what's important is, is um, not to not to put any blame or judgment onto the act of this. OK, so this this is something that um, 
can crop up. And this is, so if you imagine the physical practice, we have these postures, these shapes that we want to take in. And however, you know, much you've practiced, even if it's been for 40 years, every time you get on that mat, you will constantly be making these small, tiny little adjustments. And the, the, um, the principle behind it is to do it without preference, without judgment on yourself. Um, it's just kind of tuning into this intuitive feeling in the body so that when you come off the bat, the mat, for instance, if you find yourself uh, in a negative headspace or found that you have been completely like contemplating some imaginary future or dwelling on the past, it's not to shoot yourself down, but it's to, it's just to notice it. And then no one's telling you what you do. You just, if, if you're not happy, you just make these small little adjustments to try and, you know, be more happy and your intuition is is something that will guide you to do this but I'll, I'll give you an example I had a hell of a morning because I locked myself out of my boat so I was on the phone to Claude just being... for, just for just for anyone who doesn't know um Molly and um and her good friend Claude they live on a uh, on a houseboat on Regent's Canal so this they've got this amazing barge where people walking past on the footpath and you know come in the summer like barbecues <laughs> drinks outside it's oh it's I know. I'm, I, I, I love it. It's, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I locked myself out of the boat. Um, I was doing like, you know, a million things at once. And immediately I was like, oh man, you know, I've just completely done what yoga teaches you not to do. Tried to do a million things at once and not being actually in the moment. So not actually fulfilling any of your tasks because your head's everywhere. Now, you know the other practice is like okay as soon as you recognize that then you let that go then I've just learned my lesson for next time you know when I'm leaving the house check you've got exactly the right keys and but you don't go on all the day beating yourself up about how you've been not present and that's messed up your day does that make sense yeah yeah no, absolutely I like that um I, I just when I was um like looking at some of the other things you've done and you know some of the interviews and stuff actually with like uh, Lululemon and stuff like that there was there was a couple of questions actually um amongst those which um which jumped out and maybe just like just uh, just talk about those for a second um yeah. you said like the best advice you've ever been giving ever been given is don't depend on anyone else to make you happy um why 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 did you choose that like why is i mean it's it's obviously self-explanatory but um can you maybe just elaborate on that for a second oh it's a weird one actually so the, that's actually when i first found yoga in bali by accident i was quite young and um i there was all these kind of healers around and all this um you know i was entered into this world and i had no idea what anyone was talking about half the time energy this energy that i was like what on earth if, if i missed something at school what is everyone talking about and so I just decided to go and see a healer lady just to see what she had to say. You know, I kind of went, I've got no problems, but I just want to, I want to hear what you have to say. And she just gave me that piece of advice. And I think it is, it stuck with me in my head and it immediately just popped out when I got asked that question, you know, kind of from my unconscious. Um, but I guess it means, you know, it's not fair on the other person basically to put that pressure on, on someone else to, to hold your happiness in again, something that is, um, it's fine to, to, to for it to not be in your control, your your happiness. I think there's quite there's there's something quite nice about that. But to to put that pressure on someone else and to know that that's that's not going to be uh, it's it's not going to it's going to be completely temporary. Yeah. Um, and I, that doesn't mean you can't love someone else. That doesn't mean you can't have a massive connection with someone else, and they can't add to your happiness. But when it comes to your base happiness. I think it's important to be able to to find that independently of anyone else. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And it's no, it's it just because it hit, hit me before, and it's like, yeah, you've got to constantly mind that because you actually, even just you know, it, it could be people, but it can also be um, like immaterial things. Like whether you're chasing happiness from anything exterior outside of the body, you know, through like yeah. actual drugs, drink, fancy cars, like you know, p- properties, you know, actually trying to take it back and all your happiness is actually you got to find your happiness from within first as well exactly and that's what the practice reminds us so it's like going home every time you sit down to meditate or you sit down on your mat you come back to that like essence of of what you are and you know you know you don't need anything really yeah i love that and um another one which jumped out was um when you asked um how you make your mark on the world and just by being kind and i just your answer was just by being kind uh, that's how you'll you know put your stamp on this planet and i just yeah I just, it wasn't really a question but i just i love that answer i think i think we often overcomplicate life a lot and actually you know uh just the simple things just like kindness is just you know such a so, such an you know amazing quality actually and just by being kind um I know, like, I heard I heard a quote the other day when it was like the the sun rises and the sun sets, and um, we complicate the process in between. And so I think those simple values um, and beliefs, like just kindness and uh, like love and integrity, are just um, some of the some of the big ones that sort of jump out. You know, when you, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, that... no, definitely. And if you look back, you know, on your your past, like big moments in your life, they they will all be to do with that. Yeah. They will all be because someone has shown you kindness or you've taken the time literally just to listen to your friend or speak to your mum properly on the phone or whatever it is to actually be there for the people that are around you and be really be there. I think I think that's actually the most important thing and it's something that, that um, we probably don't do as much as we could. Mm. And I just a couple of speed round questions just to wrap up. But... Um, this is a question we ask um, all our guests. Uh, what, what, does a fulfill, what does a fulfilled life mean to you? What does a fulfilled life... I mean, if, if you, I was going to die tomorrow, for instance, and um, it would just Please be don't. that I'm... I, I'll try not to. Um, it would just be that, I, you know, I've made the biggest positive impact um, on the world that I could have. Wait, base. No, no I like it. Uh, And what is one thing our listeners can do today? Uh, One positive uh, action or thought or anything that they can do today that will have a huge, you know, massive positive effect on their lives? Hmm. Um, Meditate is always one. Um, it's funny. So we, could... never, a lot of these, a lot of these um, interviews. It's quite funny because we have, um, we've had a huge range of guests. We've had um, uh, authors, we've had entrepreneurs, we've had um, spiritual people. We've had, you know, we're just a complete diverse group of people. But a lot of them, like, I'd say maybe even seventy or eighty percent of the people so, so far, like I mean, it might change, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the topics have come back to meditation. Um, it's been almost like a. Um, unanimous uh, voice yeah it's, it's, it's really it's really interesting and even people who you wouldn't necessarily even people who are just like business 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 but actually a lot of them actually they, they've either meditated or done you know some sort of like meditation or mindfulness and it's yeah. I'm just i was surprised i wasn't expecting it to i be get i so guess it, it it comes it all comes back to that so say if i said you know um okay maybe you could donate some money to a homeless shelter yeah if you if you hadn't meditated you're like 
there's so many possibilities out there for you the whole time to to help each other to to not not just help each other to kind of help yourself feel happy you know try and make the world a better place and and if you're not there if you're not present you're missing it all so the base of it is meditation is mindfulness and if you practice that then you'd step off your meditation cushion, go out into the streets of London and there wouldn't just be one homeless shelter. There would be, you know, a thousand things right in front of you that you would instinctively now feel a draw to do. And you've got to want to do it. You can't like guilt yourself into doing things. It's got to come from within you. Nice. <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to be like two or three extra words. I was, I was, waiting, I was waiting for that extra word. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and finally, I mean, are there any books or resources which have either changed or had like a huge like impact on your life? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, that his dark materials, okay, is a children's trilogy by Philip Pullman that um, I will always come back to. And if anyone says, "What's your favorite book?" that comes in, I feel like it explains everything the world is about in in kind of this fantastical, amazing. Uh, like mirage of worlds it, it, that that's my kind of favorite book but as a reference um i'd recommend jivamukta yoga it's a book by um the founders david life and sharon gannon and that's a really good kind of um base to learn more about yoga it covers all topics awesome i'll put those in the show notes below the video and finally how can people stay in touch with you find out more about you uh, what's what's the best place to point people Oh, how exciting. Well, I've just built a website. It's, cut, it's going live soon, I promise. <laughs> and it's um, www.yogamole.com. Mole, M-O, two L's or one L? Two L's. Two L's, yeah. awesome. And I'll also, I'll put that below the video. Fantastic. And also tell them to come to some yoga classes. There's oh, really? loads of amazing studios around London. I, I would recommend going to studios, yoga studios first. There's loads of intro offers. Um, so just try out just near your work or near your um, home just type in yoga studio to google it will give you all the ones and just try lots of different styles because if you try one it might not be the right one for you so that that I have to yeah I have to kind of emphasize that there are so many different approaches into the system of yoga so if you go to a class and it didn't feel right keep trying different styles and it, it might be that you just haven't found your style yet I was going to say actually because that's a question actually I'll quickly um, quickly ask because I mean Coming on that, I mean, there are so many teachers, gurus, classes. I mean, how, how does somebody even begin to know which one? Because, I mean, you've driven Yukti, but there's other ones. I mean, is it purely just trial and error, trial and error, and just see what, like, resonates with you? Definitely. And you just, you take as, you know, yoga, again, is a massive system. It can be like medicine, for instance. So you're not trying to crack it. There's no way you can crack anything. It will probably be like a lifetime study, a lifetime journey. And um, so my advice is to try different styles and then whatever you kind of feel resonates with you, stick with that one. Okay. For a while, really stick with it. Doesn't mean you can't like try occasionally other classes, but if you get too kind of mixed up in loads of different teachers, loads of different styles, it might start to interfere with, with it. It kind of needs its own, each, each style has its own way of doing things. So it's best when you're beginning to stick with one style when you found it. And then, and then, yeah, take it from there, see how you develop. But you will change. There'll be times, you know, we get older as well. Um, and there'll be times you want to practice one style and, and then move on. Amazing. 
Mole, <laughs> thank you so, so much. It's been amazing talking to you. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not at all. You wise guru. <laughs> 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 we'll catch up soon. Thank you so okay. much. Bye. <laughs>